The Inadvisable Trapdoor. Trapdoor is sponsored by Smart Bagpuss. Is your old analog bagpuss getting dirty, dusty, looking a bit tired and sad? Then why not upgrade to the Smart Bagpuss? It connects to the internet and saves Emily time. The smart bagpuss comes with a whole host of exciting new features. Get an alert if anything goes wrong with the mouse organ. If the frog guy plays the banjo. It's an alert. The smart back bus is in shops now. There's a knock at the door. Knuckle on wood. I open it, and there's a woman. Fancy dress. A ragged, fairy godmother. Down on her luck. Soaking wet. Can I use your phone, love? Mine just got stolen. Well, I mean, can I come in? It's hammering down. Yeah. Yeah, fine, come in. She sweeps past me. Skirts curtaining round her legs. Fucking frog bit me phone! Can you believe that? French? No, you were English. Can I use yours? I won't be a minute. I hand over my phone. How old is this? You want to get yourself an iPhone? She's still dripping wet. Soaking my carpet. I worry about the electronics inside my phone. She holds it in her left hand. Despite the rain, her hands look dry and hard like workmen's hands. In her right hand is a plastic wand. She waves the wand over the phone. I 
half expect it to magically upgrade, but it just dials. Tone dialing at the start of an old modem. She holds it to her ear, a dozen piercings clanking against the plastic. Frank? Yeah, it's me. No, I'm borrowing one. Mine just got nicked. Fucking frog. No, not no, not Frank. He was he were English. Yeah, frog wearing a, a waistcoat. I don't know, about five foot. Yeah, quite small. He used his tongue, lashed it out. Well, I was googling Engelbert Humperdinck's real name. Off my client. Oh, yeah, of course it is. Yeah, I thought it was an odd thing to wish for. I thought, you know, he could have just Googled it himself. It was the, um, you know, the cheese prince. Yeah, Prince of Cheese. No, I mean, he's, he's not really a prince, is he? He's more of a sort of low level gangster, really, like a thug. Anyway, the place was packed. Lords of Enchanted Folk. I saw a leprechaun. Few years. Well, this egg thing distracts me. I think they were working as a pair, him and the frog, you know. I see him out of the corner of my eye. Well, then the frog ribbits, my phone disappears, the egg block rolls at me, knocks me over. Well, I mean, everyone's shouting, you know. My client starts swearing, clobbers the egg with a telescopic baton that came out of nowhere. Yolk everywhere. So, can you pick me up? What's your address, love? And before I know it, a ferret with a top hat on knocks on my door, spirits her away, and I'm stood there in my doorway. Andre Lakin, you know. That's Bristol Lakin, you know. Oh, who had a further, though? He had this big thing. Of course, being a real lad, I knew it would work. I knew it would work. He had this big gearbox. Get this roundabout cracking there with this big gearbox there. One of these roundabouts, yep. Set it going. Cool, smooth as silk. Yeah. This all right. Get all the men on it, you see, to test it out, you see. <laughs> Not gonna believe with this. You know, nobody leaves ever make a word at a mouth. The old wife, I believe. But it's a zerkety chair. My dear wife don't believe it. But it's a zerkety chair. And we all got on this roundabout, see? 
Yeah. Ooh, smooth as soup. Yeah, go around there, it's round about. Switch off. That was old uh, Bilesy. You used to have the foundry down the road here. Switch off, Lou. Uh, Louis Bales it was. Switch off, Lou. Switch to Doc. Because this gearbox echo overrun. Gearbox echo overrun. You don't know nothing about that, do you? Gearbox echo overrun. Never, never, never no overrun. Of course, the gearbox stood still, but the roundabout still goes. The gearbox stood still, but the roundabout still goes. The gearbox stood still, but the roundabout still goes. <laughs> it just. <laughs> Do what? The funniest thing in the world, uh, uh, on this roundabout, <laughs> twizzling round. <laughs> no, I do. Anyway, do what? <laughs> the funniest thing in the world. Uh, uh. It's really easy to hate far away, but it's really difficult to hate up close. So the human library is individuals are essentially books and they get borrowed out. Each book has a title. So my title is Satanist. I still remember being sort of five years old in the garden with it was an orange washing up bowl and I was putting all sorts of things in it to make potions and I was always interested in sort of the magical side of things and herbs and stuff like that. But that kind of developed, I got into sort of playing Warhammer and I was always interested in the magicians in that. Uh, I suppose being able to bend or change reality was always something that appealed to me. Unfortunately, I discovered alcohol at the age of 11 on a kid's ski trip and uh, that was my first drink that I remember. And then alcohol kind of took a grip from 16, 17 and I ended up drinking roughly uh, just under 500 units a week by the age of 22. So to put in some kind of context, a bottle of whiskey is 37 units. So I was drinking a lot at that point. <laughs> Bending reality, yes, so I, I manifest what I uh, wanted to, clearly. But it, it became an issue, you know, it was having effects on different areas of my life. And I got into Alcoholics Anonymous at the age of 24. And what I found in Alcoholics Anonymous, there was lots of people that put down their substance of abuse and picked up a deity that wasn't them. And that was something that I couldn't do. I was very interested in Norse mythology. I liked the polytheistic idea of sort of multiple gods and, and went down that path um, initially with my recovery. 
Unfortunately, I met someone from the Odinist Fellowship and found that they'd bastardized the religion and made it into sort of a neo-Nazi cult. And looking like white Jesus slash Thor, I thought I'd be a poster boy for them and I didn't really want to do that. So I went back to, you know, the satanic Bible that I bought drunk 19 from Foyle's bookshop uh, with a group of friends and remembered that when I read it, I was like, that's exactly how I think. I mean, my satanic ideology is more I-theist, as in I am God because I am master of my own reality. And my magical journey probably got propelled once I delved more into Satanism. The Norse mythology kind of helped as well. I was using runes every day, but then I brought in sort of tarot cards and wanted to up my magical practice. And then it wasn't until I um, joined the Star Club that actually my magical practice really sort of developed. And now I'm currently on day 228 of consecutively um, doing my daily practice. One of the steps that lots of people get stuck on is step three, which is obviously admitting that there is a higher power, something bigger than you. And lots of people within AAT that can't be you, to which I say, well, it's not me, it's my future self. That doesn't exist yet. So I'm giving myself over to my future self to be a better individual for me rather than something else. I can use archetypal characters such as other deities that I might resonate with and I'm resonating with them because I have a connection to certain elements that I want to bring into myself and, and look at it from that perspective. I'm, I'm not of the sort of Church of Satan ilk that I see LaVey as some kind of god, which essentially they did when they rebranded the Satanic Bible. They made uh, LaVey the, the deity and everyone must follow him. So that's dogmatic thinking again, and now we're back to Christianity. So for me, what I found with the Church of Rational Satanism is they took LaVey's idea and pushed them a step further and essentially created a multi-layered system where you can bring in other things that resonate with you and make it individualistic again. I think lots of people get the concept or idea of being the adversary and then take Crowley's idea of do what thou wilt and think that gives them the right to be an arsehole. It doesn't. <laughs> For me the, the recovery stuff is almost um, alchemy, you know, I had to sort of melt myself down and rebuild from scratch. So in a sense, you know, that is a magical process within itself. But, you know, I've, I've done several different rituals. Uh, the Path of the Rose was an interesting one that I did with a star club where you invoke the archangels one after the other on a path walking session. That was unbelievable and I did the invocation of Horus and for the next two days I felt like I was walking around with the, the head of Horus which was bizarre because I was working as a groundsman at the time so I was walking around in the field going what's going on you know <laughs> breath work was another interesting one as well I did some breath work and that gave me a weird kind of high and I ended up giggling for hours through doing that 
I did a drumming workshop as well. That was an interesting one where you went to meet your spirit animal and one came forward. I was rather disappointed at the time, but I've grown to like the animal now, which is good. <laughs> I thought I was going to get something, you know, that had some kind of presence and I ended up with a raccoon. <laughs> So yeah, I can't actually think of anything where I've had an exactly the same experience as somebody else. But I've, I've had that with deities. When deities have come forward, I've been able to describe sort of roughly how they look or the feelings they give me. And, and I've had people say that that's the same. So, so that's always interesting. Yoga is part of my daily practice. I only do 10 minutes a day. So I'm physically now probably in the best shape I've ever been. But like breath work comes into my meditation as well. I do fourfold box breathing. So four in, hold for four, out for four, hold for four and do that. Three minutes is generally what I do every day. That's part of my morning ritual. So my morning ritual is kind of a mishmash of things stacked up together. When I first started, I learned the less vanishing ritual, the pentagram. And then I added in other elements to that. So I would do it for a month until I knew it off by heart and then I would add something else in to see if I could do that and then I spent a year sort of adding things in took a few bits out and now I have something that I can yeah do without even thinking which is great when you're doing ceremonial magic because once you have all the basics and you know where to go you actually focus then on the ritual itself rather than you know I can't remember how to do the lesser banishing ritual the pentagram <laughs> You know, and I've added in other elements since then as well. Like there's a kink element that comes into my um, my magical practice as well now, which has been really helpful in terms of the recovery, uh, especially the shibari stuff has been really good because you can be bound and then, you know, you get released from the bondage. And that's really good at being able to let things go. And then you kind of, you're testing things in terms of the pain element as well how you deal with physical pain, which helps you deal with emotional pain. And, you know, the same with the, the sort of the tattoos. I always see the tattoos as a transformation process. You know, you go into the tattoo parlor looking one way, you go through a series of pain, and then you come out completely transformed looking different. But I, I actually did the, um, the crossroads ritual. And then six months later, something manifest and turned into a documentary which was amazing so i ended up filming a documentary it was like 13 minutes long in the end good number that one you know that's what i ended up flying out to the states we filmed one of the meetings we filmed a ritual on the beach um, on the south coast which was amazing I know the ritual worked when I was on the beach as well because they asked me to uh, repeat some of the stuff afterwards and I couldn't remember any of the words. <laughs> and that's something that I'd been using as my sort of daily practice for two years and literally I couldn't remember any of the words afterwards and I was like, that means I can't say it and I can't do it again. <laughs> You've got one take and that's it, sorry. <laughs> Inadvisable trapdoor.
is funded by people like you. Perhaps it's funded by you. If it's funded by you, thank you. If it's not funded by you, hmm, well that might be okay. If you're poor, if you're just having a really shit month, that's fine. Spend your money on yourself. But if you are wealthy, you must give the inadvisable trapdoor a piss-takingly small amount of money. Perhaps the price of a medal that you might give a dog for bravery in uh, combat. Or perhaps the price of uh, tea lights, not 50 tea lights a month on the Patreon. Maybe if you're very rich, you give us four-fifths of your wealth to keep the inadvisable trapdoor going. Sign up to our Patreon and you can get the full interview with Ben Dean the Satanist. You can get a monthly roundup. You can get after-show parties at the Zoom things that I do. But mostly, you can get the feeling of satisfaction that your money has paid for something that perhaps other people can't afford. The inadvisable trapdoor needs your help to defeat the algorithm. Tell your friends. Tell people you just met. Introduce yourself to your neighbors simply to tell them about the inadvisable trapdoor. Now, listen to the rest of it. Yep. Do you like nutmeg? Do you enjoy its fragrance? Its warmth? I don't know, really. I like Jermaine. Do you know that nutmeg consumed in large quantities as a psychoactive. I got a fever when I was ten. I dreamt my dad was made of hands. In Indonesia, nutmeg is valued highly, given as a gift at weddings, reflecting the earthly beauty of the bride. I don't think I'll get married. My sister got married at the secret cinema. She got drunk and was sick all over there, Michael J. Fox. Hey guys, do you need more time? Or... My companion will have the nutmeg. And I will have the nutmeg. Right. It's just what's on the menu. I have Charmaine. Uh, just what's on the menu. <laughs> By the 13th century. Arab traders had pinpointed the origin of nutmeg to the Indonesian islands, but kept its location secret from European traders. Shall I give you more time? I'll, I'll get you more water.
Some quirk of his metal, some physics profound. The crown can't be lifted, it's stuck to the ground. The crown is too heavy, some fix must be found. Fetched a pulley to a sigh of relief. At least now the crown can be lifted from beneath. The crown is placed upon the king. The crowd holds their breath. They're pretty fucking certain now this will lead to his death. The crown is too heavy, the king's neck is weak, he's old and he's brittle, the outcome looks bleak, the king's spine's compressing, he's being squeezed flat, the sound of discs popping, an unquiet fact. The king is getting shorter, 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 the king is getting shorter. The king he is bleeding from more than one place. But you wouldn't guess anything's wrong just to look at his face. His organs are failing under pressure immense, but the coronation must continue, even though he's now fatally dense. still alive, but he can be compressed no more, but still the crown it is moving, inexorably pulled to the floor, the nation is gripped by the sight of the blood that is filling the chapel, of the heavy crown coring the king like a massively overdressed apple, why will nobody stop this? Why will nobody stop this? What use is a king that is hollow? Are they gonna go down the line? Another gory coronation tomorrow. It's killing him. It's killing him. It's killing him, 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 killing him, it's 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 killing
inadvisable trapdoor is written and produced by me, Andrew O'Neill. My interview with Ben Dean was edited by Kerry McCarthy. Thank you, Kerry. I was joined in the restaurant by Vix Layton. Thank you, Vix. Please do consider supporting the inadvisable trapdoor on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash andrewoneal. The full interview with Ben Dean is up on Patreon, as well as my monthly roundup. Thank you for listening. Spread the word. The inadvisable trapdoor is now closing. Mind your fingers.